Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Hello, welcome to it uh, Off The Bench, wherever you are listening around the SEN network or the Super Radio Network or Resonates. Great to have you on board as we look back at the big week in rugby league. Hello, Scotty Sattler. Hello, Jace Woogie. Um, well, you're about to go to Bali. About to jump on a plane. For ten nights. Yeah, we don't have to tell it. No one's interested, mate. You just no, say I just hello. Want, I want to let people know that if they want to find out where you live, they can break in because there's going to be no one home. Who's mate, looking after your dogs and cats? Uh, my miso's auntie. Okay. Yeah. So you're not putting in one of the, the cat shelters? Did that last time. Yeah. And the cats weren't happy. Really? I don't care about the dog. The dog's fine. Yeah, dogs are like, they get to like anybody. But yep. the cats, they're very particular, these mm. cats. Yeah. So, no, won't be doing that. Massive week. I've got to say, I cannot, I mean, or, every origin is the same. It goes without saying. But I'm so nervous about Wednesday night. I'm excited and I'm nervous. I'm 75% sure that Queensland are going to win and will potentially win quite handsomely. But there's this 25% of me, this part of me that's saying that New South Wales could create one of the great New South Wales upsets of all time. Well, that's so, uh, yeah, good, mate. That's great because there are two results. Either, either Queensland win or New South Wales win. Yeah, so, I know. Well done, mate. Well done, Einstein. That's great. Queensland will win f- by 30 points. And you're a New South Wales fan. Yeah, it's, mate, it's done. I had a New South Wales mate of mine text me this morning saying, it's really difficult to become a New South Wales fan. I think, I'm thinking about swap, swap, swapping. What? What? I said you can't do that. No, you can't. You can't do that. I'm I'm just I'm resigned to the fact we're going to lose. We're going to lose big in this game. I think it's going to be an absolutely th- thrashing and I think that's the end of Freddie Fittler and his wow. merry men. Yeah, I Isn't it different? Isn't it unbelievable the completely different mindsets between the two states? Well, look who we got out, mate. No Cleary. I don't yeah, have Yeah, but Queensland have... over the years have picked I know, Some really mate. mediocre sides on yep. paper. Worst game ever. But Worst have team been ever. able to just and, – and Queensland fans have always believed that if you're in the fight, there's yeah. always a chance of a knockout punch. I wish New South Wales – and I'm sorry if you're listening in New South Wales. I am a Blues supporter, and we've been bashed a lot in origin. But I just, we don't have that spirit. We just don't have that Queensland spirit, mate. I don't, and I don't understand why. Because I don't understand how people can think like that in origin. Oh, but, but Sats – You've seen it. But You've seen it. We've had some of the best teams get knocked over by bloody, what about, um, what's his name's nobodies? For, uh, fatties. Fatties nobodies knocked us out. The worst team ever, apparently, according to Bulldog Richie. In 2020. Beat the Blues. Mm. We just, I don't know what it is. I just got no idea. You it, know New South Wales dominated interstate footy for like 50 years? Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah but, but what's that got to do with what's going to happen this week? Mate, Queensland are now into $1.44 favouritism. I've never seen that before. It's never happened before. In fact, even when you won the eight straight, you never got that short in betting. Mm. Never. Mate, it's done. It's done this year. <laughs> it's done. You can't say that. And that's why I'm going overseas. Because I don't want to be in Queensland when Queensland win by 30 points next Wednesday, win the series 2-0 because I can't handle Can it. Can you allow people, our very loyal listeners mm. who are New South Wales fans mm. who are just screaming at the radio at the moment or their partner who or their kids that are sitting in the car going, listen to this idiot. No, he's mate. a New South Wales fan and he's got no faith whatsoever. Mate, they're with me. They know what I'm saying. We've been through it all. They're not with you at all. You know the worst thing too? Even if, let's say the Blues do pull off a miracle, and God, I hope it happens, right? 
I hope it happens. In fantasy land, I'd love that to happen. You right? can't hedge both your bets now. You can't no, no. say we're going to get done by 30. Oh, but I hope it no, happens. No, 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 no. The, um, the, the realist in me yep. says we're going to lose and we're going to cop, cop a, a heavy defeat. Okay. Right? But if a miracle does occur and the Blues win, mate, Queenslanders will be whinging about something. So it, either way, it's just best to leave the country. Because you, you, you Queenslanders whinge about the refereeing or this if you lose, and then if you win, you're just as horrible. You can't please you people. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> Go the Blues. Latrelli's out, as we know. Yep. Um, uh, Burton comes in onto the bench. Uh, no, sorry, not on the bench. Uh, player 18. Um Stephen Crichton comes into the side. Yeah, he comes in as well. He was pretty good in game one. Lows in defence. There was a couple of areas in defence where he yeah. um, where he just made the wrong decision. But outside of that, I thought he was one of the most dangerous players for New South Wales when in attack. Um, yeah, but Luttrell is a huge out. Now, the question is, why would you pick him in the squad if you knew he, he was possibly not going to play? Well, because he's, he's a marquee player. He's, he's an elite player. And you need to give those players every opportunity. Mm. But in a way, I'm take Origin out of it. I'm glad that he's not playing because if he played on Wednesday night and mm. re, and had a uh, recurring that calf injury just um, went into a uh, maybe a, a a bigger tear. Mm. I I just feel for what that would have done for him for the rest of the season. Yeah, like, you've got to be safe, don't you? So um, that's a huge out, but it's a, it's a massive out when you've got Latrell out. And then Tommy Turbo, who's starting to get back to that that footy that we're used to seeing him play. He, he looked dangerous on the weekend, I thought, against the Dolphins. So, I think Campbell Gillard – oh, sorry, Campbell. Campbell Graham. Campbell Gillard. Campbell Graham. He is so unlucky not to be caught into the side. It's just because he plays – I hate this right-side, left-side yeah, stuff. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah. hear me about it yeah, throughout the week. Yeah. But because he's – Primarily a right side centre. He has played on both sides because Tommy's a right side and Crichton played on the left last origin. They sort of. But is that Crichton's preferred position, the well, left? No, he can play both sides. Right. But you don't want to make too many changes for the sake of can one he, injury. Can he play in the middle third? Can he do that? <laughs> hey, um, by the way, on the show, I haven't even mentioned who's coming up. A couple of uh, origin legends, uh, ET. And I, I will say this about. New South Wales, we have had much better looking rugby league players. I've, play I've got to agree there. E.T., yeah. Gerds, Cam Murray. Craig Wing. Craig Wing. Yep. Who's who's the number one? When Mark it comes, McGaw. Mark McGaw. Hammer chiseled, from Gladiator. Chiseled jaw, didn't he? Yeah. Unbelievable. Let's mm. look at some of the good lookers uh, for Queensland. Sam Bacco. <laughs> 19th man, Corey Horsburgh. <laughs> Martin Bella. <laughs> Gary Coyne. Oh God, there's some awful. What about what about old mate um, Tatey with that massive chin of his? Brent Tate, yeah, <laughs> Nate Miles. What an uh, speaking of Nate Miles, he's actually our other guest today oh, on Off the Bench. No, he was a good looking guy. He's <laughs> massive forward. Yeah, remember he ruined rugby league, guys. Yep, when he kept head. Greg Kineski. Oh, yeah, you've had some ordinary ones, haven't you? Greg Dowling. His Greg. nickname's Dishhead <laughs> or Dishface. Oh. So, kids, I'll ask you this question. Good Which calendar would you like prefer to go and buy? <laughs> Ladies, when you're looking for good-looking men in a rugby league, obviously it's the Blues. And look at Cam Murray now. I mean, I, I put him above Craig Wing, isn't he? 
I mean, Craig, no, Craig, no, nah. Craig Wings. Craig Wings was the best looking rugby league player. Didn't ET run past you once because you were just mesmerised by his looks? I used to. You, you, <laughs> Is that true? No. It's, when he was playing fullback one game for Cronulla, kicked the ball downfield and he picked the ball up and he runs. He's got this this quite significant running style. Mm. He sort of head back and and shoulders back and I remember he was running and his hair was blowing in the breeze. He looked like Fabio. I was going, oh my God, look how handsome he is. In the meantime, he scored a try, right? <laughs> look uh, at this guy. He's tan. Um, yeah, look, game two, Wednesday night. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, out of the country. It should be a fantastic game. Dragons, Shane Flanagan, Flanagan sorry, signs a three-year deal with the Dragons. Um, like it? Lump it? Loathe it? I didn't like it. I just thought that, you know, while he oversaw young men at the Cronulla Sharks, and yes, they were old enough and mature enough to make decisions for themselves about whether they took needles for, you know, performance enhancing enhancing reasons. Uh, but someone oversees a, a a project of that nature, and he was he was deemed to, to um, to, and suspended because what they believed is he oversaw a program. So he's guilty by association, and then to to breach the conditions that the NRL had put on him also says to me that he shouldn't be trusted. But you know, the older I get, I'm starting to soften a little bit, and I think that you know he's he's done some assistant coaching, uh, some recruitment management work, and. He's probably the best candidate that's had experience, that's played finals, that's won a comp, that's willing to be stubborn enough to fight back if the if he doesn't agree with some of the board board's decisions. They've got to put good resources around him if they're going to be successful again. I don't think they've got good enough resources at the moment, the Dragons, from what I'm hearing, and that's only hearsay. Uh, but in saying that, I think he's still on probation. I think coming into a head coach role, I think he'd accept that as well. Mm. You know, to his credit, I think Shane Flanagan has got to realise he's going to go in there. The board or whoever the director of rugby league is, or the general manager trust. says, yeah. okay, you're not going to have full reins at the moment. We're going to have a, we're going to have a, a little bit of a uh, control about what happens here at the moment. And as we move on and you prove to us that, that your, um, your decisions are made in the best interest of the club, well, then we'll start to loosen the reins a little bit. And I think that's fair. Mm. I think that's fair. Mm. So based on the credentials of the coaches that are available for it and what the club the Dragons need, what the, what sort of coach the Dragons need, I, well, I think he's the best the best um, option. I, I'm surprised that Michael Maguire didn't throw his hat into the ring. Maybe there's just a little bit too much scar tissue around what's going on with the board and and just, you know, it never, it's very, very untidy when – Two teams come together. Two teams emerge, like the West Tigers and and also Illawarra yeah, and St point. George. That's and a good point. So you've got two yeah. boards that are sort of – they're not streamlined. They're not on the same page a lot of the time. And there's a lot of people leaking out of the mm. out of certain clubs as well. And and maybe Michael Maguire looked at it from the outside, did his own due diligence on the club and thought it's probably not best to put my hand up for this, this role. Plus it's probably better being at Canberra where you've got a, a board that supports the football department. Hot water needs replacing. Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. I did forget to mention to one of our guests coming up today, uh, and he does fall into the ugly basket, Chris Nelson. 
uh, has got some tips Big for the day Ipswich, Ipswich Cup. Ipswich Cup, I only yeah. learnt today, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been mud and controversy, the Ipswich Cup. There was an all-in brawl in the, in the centre of the track one year, which delayed the Ipswich Cup. What? Yeah, in a marquee. That and would only the, happen in Ipswich. And Ipswich was, or Cairns. And the other one was um, they had a giant inflatable forex man at the track, got knocked off. That's the old... The, yeah, it got stolen from Ipswich. That regular logo, yeah. the old man yeah. holding... Yeah, the can, yeah. They, like, no, they knocked it off. Oh, it looks like Groucho Marx, the guy standing with a, a can of Forex. Really? Yeah, we'll talk to uh, Nelson. He's got some tips for us around uh, the Ipswich Cup today. This is Off the Bench. Uh, up next, we've got the great man, E.T., joining us here on Off the Bench. More Off the Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off the Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Played by Harrigan. Swept away for Daly. He kicks ahead. Picked up by McGregor. Gets it back for Daly. Daly for Eddinghausen. Eddinghausen gets a try. Oh, tremendous play. Louis Daly, Paul McGregor and Andrew Eddinghausen. What about the names in that passage of play? Oh, Just there. Very yeah. handy. 328 games for his beloved Sharkies. 27 games for New South Wales. 25 tests for Australia. One of the finest outside backs we've ever seen. And he's joining us on Sports Day. Andrew Eddingshausen. How are you, ET? Yeah, great, boys. How do you feel when you, you hear those old memories? <laughs> yeah, well, as you said, there's some great names there, you know, um, Laurie Daly, uh, Paul McGregor. We just had, uh, yeah, an exceptional side. But you know, the Queenslanders always had a great side as well. So that's what made it so, uh, you know, such a entertaining affair through those uh, those nineties. Yeah, you had plenty of success. That's it's right here, mate. Uh, you had plenty of success uh, in the New South Wales jersey, um, mate. What I remember you coming back to Cronulla training once, and you were just you were raving about Gus and the impact that he had on the side, and about keeping the side together, and the emotion that, that that brought within the team. Like, how important is the coach in – because everyone can play, right? Like, how important is the coach in, in bringing that team together, do you think, at this time for State of Origin? Yeah, well, I, th- I think, as you said, Matt, um, you know, emotion, that's what State of Origin's all about. It, it sort of lifts guys who are a, a, a very good first graders into a, an exceptional level. You know, you're, you're playing with um, a star-studded lineup, but – the actual, um, the passion and that, uh, you know, that, that will to basically die for each other out there on the field um, is, is a lot of it's actually comes by the way of, uh, of the coach and the professional sort of attitude um, leading into the game. But um, Gus was a beauty. He had a, a game plan for every, every match. It was like a new story and a new, uh, new part of it. Um, you know, he'd come up with this magical, magical uh, way of, of, of putting the game and, and putting the, the team, the, the players sort of in that emotional state, a lot of it was to do with the family. You'd often, um, you know, say, well, you know, let's have a think who's going to be in the stand. It'll be your mum and dad who have driven you to all your footy matches, your, your brothers and sisters who have probably been, you know, uh, got the short straw because, uh, you know, you've had all the attention. And, um, you know, it was he'd just get that emotion going straight away. And so you're really willing to get out there and just, you know, if you happen to, Die that day, well, that was that was how it was going to go. <laughs> well, mate, sound, well, he certainly got you guys up. You had some fantastic wins. But, mate, 1998. Now, it's the last time that a New South Wales side 
had to go to Queensland for a game two where they needed to win it and they won it. You were a part of that side. Can you take us back to that and what you can recall of that season? What, what it felt like going up to Suncorp or Lang Park it was back then, going to, to Lang Park for game two, knowing that this was it. It was make or break. The season was the, the series was on the line. Yeah, it was always terrifying playing up there. But, uh, you know, I guess it was uh, us versus them. And I was very fortunate to win a few games up there over the years. And, you know, those important ones, like you're down 1-0 and you actually have to win that second one's always, uh, you know, probably the, the hardest of, of, of every mission that you you go on up there. But um, I remember that uh, that year we were um, only just, uh, just beaten 24-23 in the first match. So we had a very good side and the Queenslanders came back in that match and just picked us on the nose. And in the second game, it was, uh, you know, do or die. And, um, you know, pretty much throughout my career, we had a lot of that, even with the, the Australian teams where we'd lose the first test and have to win that, that crucial second one uh, to stay alive. And, uh, and this was the same sort of case. And the boys were able to pull together and, and, uh, and put some magic on the field and, and get, a, get that win up there. And it, it's very hard. I, I remember going running out um, on my debut match, actually, uh, right back in 1987, and you know the whole place was moving. You know it was amazing. The the crowd, the whole stand was shaking, and and uh, and just the atmosphere there, and and pretty much the hatred for the Blues was just mm. evident everywhere. Everyone had a maroon jersey on, and you you know nobody would wear a Blues jersey or go for go for the Blues. Uh, it was just so um, so intense, and you know so to actually get up there and and get that job done in the second game was a good one. Mate, now I know I know you're um, you know a, a mad New South Wales fan. You're going to support Freddie and the team, regardless of who they select. But there's been a lot of changes in the side. Obviously, um, you know the biggest omission is Nico Hines is out of the squad. Um, what's your take on the New South Wales side that's been selected? And do you think that? Well, obviously you'll you'll think that they can get the job done. But do you think they've gone about it the right way with making such uh, wholesale changes across the team? Yeah, well, I think, you know, in the end, we all talk about it as a team game, but realistically, it's all about these individuals. And, um, you know, you bring someone like Latrell Mitchell back into the team, well, he's, uh, you know, he's going to do some special stuff out there. You never see a quite game from Latrell. So, you know, you can expect some some tries, some points around Latrell. Him and Tom, um, you know, in the the centres, where you've got two quality centres there who are, uh, you know, able to pull something out of the hat as well and you need mm. those players you know you've got your your monsters who you know always seem to come up with something in the uh, in the Queensland side in uh, in our our side I guess the Blues side Latrell and Tom you know it'd be great to see Tommy start to, to play more like a fullback and meander around the field and yep. you know take uh, you know and, and get those opportunities like it we've seen before where he you know, he's absolutely destroyed oppositions just um, you know and one minute he's over on his on his uh, right side uh, playing centre next minute, he's, he's he's fronting up on the left side, and no one can mark him. And you know, it's uh, it's danger time. So I think the Blues they really did did a great job in that first half, even though they were down on points. I just felt wow, you know, Queensland were were struggling going into the sheds at half time, and I knew the the Blues would be back early in the the second half. They just had so much energy it seemed going into the break, 
But, um, you know, towards the end of that match, Queensland is able to pull out that, that magic yep. wand again. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, isn't it? I mean, it just – and that's the thing. Uh, it's like I know you as a centre, you played on the right, and more often than not I'd, I'd be looking for you and you were somewhere else. You're on the other side of the field. But it, it was something that you taught me. Not You don't have to stay in that one position. And you're right. To, New South Wales need Tommy and they need Luttrell to take those opportunities, don't they, to, to really create you know the opportunities to, to score more points. Oh, 100%. I mean, if, if you're playing in the centres, it can be a pretty lonely old afternoon. You know, you could be you can be there um, pretty much most of the day not even getting the ball come your way. So, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Tommy Turbo, just absolutely amazing when he comes into the back line or comes up around the ruck. Um, you know, he's basically uh, another Tedesco on the field. Yeah. You know, he's, he's unmarked when he moves away from that centre position. So I'd be pushing that as much as I possibly could if I was uh, in the coaching team. Is there a particular game, ET, in your 27 Origins that stands out? Well, I think the year we won 3-0, I think that was that was a, a really... Because Queensland always had a great side um, through those, you know, that sort of decade when I was playing. Um, but, you know, the fact that, you know, Gus said, right, we've got two wounded guys who really shouldn't be playing, but we're going to keep them on the bench anyway. And we went right through the whole series with that same group of players which was just amazing to do and uh, even though they were um, beat up and and not in great nick they they somehow were able to get out there and do it for the blues and we won won that series 96 i think it was yeah and um yeah just a just a magical time uh you know when you look around the look around the sheds and you and you see all these great players who you're able to stand up there with you know the Lloyd Daly's and the Brad Fittler's and the list went on. It was just a really uh, a great time to be playing State of Origin. Et that that game in '87, I think it was game one at Lang Park, and that famous try at the end of the game was it game one? I think it was where you go down the yeah, side, you give the ball one. into Mark McGaw. Mark McGaw gives a. So who ended up getting the try? Was it? It was Sparkles, was it? Was Mark McGaw. Was it Mark yeah, McGaw or Michael O'Connor? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it was Mark McGorry. He actually went down the sideline, and I was backing him up inside. And I thought I, the pass came my way, but um, uh, I absolutely got toweled up at the same time, and it came off one of the Queenslanders' legs and and went forward. And Mark McGorry somehow he dived, and and he was in by about an inch. He was actually in. <laughs> it was, yeah, you know, back of course in the he days was. when there was, no, was. Uh, no replay, <laughs> so it was uh, it was pretty amazing to for the for the referee to award the try. He's the toughest opponent to mark in origin, ET, for you. So when you look at the team lists, both team lists are read out in Queensland and, you know, most, most often times Mal was there. But is there anyone else that yeah. you, you just knew you were going to have a battle with? Well, Mal was always the, the hardest one for me. It was, um, you know, always a battle. I was fortunate. I sort of was able to play fullback, wing and centre. So I was, I was up against all different guys at different times. But um, yeah, I'd say Mal was definitely the hardest by far. Then it came down to defensive centres. You know, they'd often um, have some really, uh, you know, quality guys in there who were just super good defenders. And uh, one of the Smith brothers was was amazing. Yeah, Darren Smith. Um, yeah, yeah. Darren Smith. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't get around the bugger. He was like <laughs> a wall, you know. And uh, and people sort of they rated him, but not as highly as some of the others. You know, like obviously Stevie Renouf was amazing as yeah. well. Um, but you know, we had we had a lot of. Uh, quality players on both sides, so it was good to be able to uh, to match up and and uh, and have those great uh, great games, and then you know fortunately go on and and represent Australia and play alongside those guys. So, did did you play against Gene Miles? In my yeah, I think Gino was there in the first year um, yeah. I played, 
Yeah. Um, and what a what a man mountain he was. Yeah. He was, you know, he was a big guy. He sort of he sort of had a real long lumbering sort of stride, but he had a massive big palm mm. that you often copped in your in, in your face. So yeah, he was uh, he was a beauty. But I was on the wing in that first match, so. Uh, I didn't have to mark him, which was quite good. <laughs> no, you're, you're up against it with the, the, some big Queensland centres back in the day. Fast, strong. Oh, Mate, amazing. Good Mate, good. So, so tell me, um, life after footy, obviously, you got your fishing show. And, and how's that all going, mate? Um, I out was fortunate enough to, to be on the winning side of the Fish of Origin last year. We're still yet to, to know who won Fish of Origin this year. But, um, mate, how's all the, 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 the fishing show and everything going, mate? Yeah, no, going great, Rat. Yeah, it's all good fun. Um you know, I've been fortunate to be able to go and do something that I love and I've been able to do it for a long while, which is actually it's, uh, yeah, just finished season 24. So heading into 25th year uh, of, <laughs> of of fishing. What a crazy oh, thing. Oh, hey, how's that? that? It's hey? fishing's version it's of the footy show. Say. It's been going that long. <laughs> He's had, he had 40, 40 years of playing footy and 25 years of fishing. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been very, very fortunate. But, um, yeah, looking forward to doing that season 25. We'll have a good one next year. Hopefully we'll catch up for a fish together, Matty, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and see how we go, mate. Oh, that would be great. Well, I, I will say I'll make sure on your, I'm on your team. We used to have sets. We used to have a fishing comp every Wednesday on a yeah. day off at the Sharks. And I, I, I was generally in yeah. Ganamata Bay and, and ET lived on the water, or still does, lives on the water down there. And, and, um, I was always on ET's team. We, we were the right side, yeah. you know. And and, and but but Ed, but Ed should always got me burly up our spots the day before. So we're, we're always covered. <laughs> don't give away our secret, man. Come on. Yeah, nice work. Good times. Good times. Good stuff. Hey, uh, ET, it's great to catch up with you. It's uh, it's always talk to uh, one of the, the legends of the game, but also what you're doing after the game as well. I'm got no doubt you'll you'll sit down and. Now you've got a bit of a break and enjoy next Wednesday night to see whether the Blues can square it all up. Hey, thanks very much for taking time out and joining us on Sports Day. No, great to talk to you both. Have a, have a good one, boys. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Yeah, welcome back to the show. And like we have each and every day this week, we've tried to get someone who's a former Origin player, current Origin player, and we've got one of the most trusted Origin players. When he talked to Mal Meninga, he always called this guy and said, hey, mate, are we ready to go? And he's fog number 158, mm. 32 Origins for the Maroons in the Ford Pack. And that man is Nate Miles, who's part of the coaching team for Billy Slater. How are you, Nate? Very good. Thank you, gentlemen. How are you? Really well. Well, another series, another Maroons camp. Um, is, there, is there a different rule for staff than players when you're part of the coaching team? A hundred percent, yeah. Well, what rules are we talking about? <laughs> I don't think we signed the, the same agreements um, coming into camp, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, right. So, mate, you, you guys are settled into camp. You've, you've been in a couple of days now. You said you've had a couple of light sessions. How, how are things shaping up? How are the new boys been received? Yeah, yeah, really good. Look, the two boys that they're pretty familiar with, um, Dave Mo was a part of it um, two years ago, and then obviously Nanai last year. It's, they're... they're both players that, you know, one's been so consistent in playing the best footy of his, his career at the moment with Mo, and then, you know, Jeremiah's come off a pretty short stint, but, you know, killed it with energy and, and enthusiasm when he did play. So they're things that we're trying to focus on, but, you know, definitely the coaches are, are looking at getting them on board with, you know, a couple of our um, strategies and, and different things that we're, we're trying to implement now in the system, and, uh, mate, they've, they've grabbed onto it really good. 
Mate, given the nature of the, the series and the, the situation Queensland finds himself in, does, does the intensity go up at all in, in Origin Canberra? Are you trying to, to keep a lid on the excitement? Is it more of the same or do you, you try to shut it down and just say, oh, boys, we've just got to work harder this camp because there's more on the line? You're playing for the series. I, I yeah. think organically, yeah. So, mate, I think organically it gets a little bit more intense the second game because you're you're actually building, and you've got a bit more material from game one to to go off. Whereas when you're going off the series before, you kind of don't want to you win win or lose. You kind of don't really want to go into this, that series purely because that's gone, that's done and dusted. You know, if we focus about that, if we won, you know, you're living in the past. If we lost, it's time to move on. So yep. I think the intensity definitely steps up. Um, surprisingly, mate, I, I probably missed a lot in regards to technical stuff because I probably, you know, sitting on the sideline and getting the interchanges wrong, which is something we don't want to talk about <laughs> anymore. But I, 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 t- I tend to probably see the good things and not so much the things that we can improve on until we rewatch it. And, and, and that's really a great thing about the way Bill, um, Joshi Hane, um, JT and Smithy go about their businesses. They're always looking to improve. Um, and, and, you know, to their credit, that's how they were as players, excluding Josh Hane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Billy, I've, I've heard his attention detail is, is amazing. And you touch on, it was like that as a player as well, Nate, but, when it comes to the opposition, how detailed is Billy when he looks into the, the Blues selections and, and who's going to be playing next Wednesday? Yeah, look, it was a bit of a funny one with that, mate. We, um, you know, yesterday we had a pretty light session, so we weren't really sort of touching too much on, on um, you know, things that are happening down there because, you know, a big focus for us is just ourselves. Today, when we realised the team, uh, they, you know, we're probably going to train before they release the team, but they released it early, so we had a bit of a better idea. And Bill is good, um, and mate. In all honesty, he's unbelievable with the way he thinks. He's so thorough, and and like I've said this since last year, the amount of times that I've seen him one on one with individuals is incredible. Like I'm surprised the players even remember to get to their meetings with him. He's that switched on, but he doesn't. You know, he doesn't flog a dead horse. He doesn't take it too far. He, he's, he's really diligent with his time with them. So he had something ready for Moses. He had something ready for Hines. He had he was ready on, on all depths there, even with Reynolds. He knew it was he had something ready. You talk about the players spending one-on-one time and, and how detailed he is with those individuals. I would be thinking, Nate, that Reese Walsh, as a 20-year-old, would just be oh, relishing well, every yeah. second he gets to spend with yeah, you know, potentially one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. Yeah, he is, mate. He is. I, I tell you what, Reese um, probably doesn't show that much, um, mate. He's super, super humble and incredibly willing to learn. Um, you, you sit and listen to him. He's always got a question. He's very interested to learn, um, especially off Bill. Like you said, he's. It's like a free life lesson he's got with him at the moment, and he's he's just jumping on it. Uh, and you know, the way he approached um, being involved last year um, around camp, and then you know, getting the nod this year, um, which was going to be no easy easy feat getting that spot. He's done it, and he's really cherishing it. And I just hope he keeps. I don't hope. I know he will, but you know, but he just keeps on that line of improving and um, and just taking his football again to the next level. 
Yeah, mate, he's, he certainly showed us all what he was capable of in game one. You know, he just, no, he was, I, I thought he was close to the best player, if not the best player yeah. on the field in game one. Mate, um, I, I wanted yeah. to ask you, so you, you're on the sideline, you're watching the game, you're seeing all the good things, but then you go back and watch it. Um, tell us where you saw uh, room for improvement in the Queensland side. Uh, mate, I'll, I'll probably I'll allocate my opinions to the forwards as I was never in the backs. Um, I, I think our guys could probably work together a bit more. You know, we're, we're very blessed with, with some really, really well-rounded footballers and, and they can probably handle themselves. They're that good in, in areas um, that they can probably handle themselves running on their own, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. where... I think that there's definitely room for improvement if they are working together. They'll last a lot longer in the middle. That There'll be a lot more uh, emphasis on the defence and having to be honest instead of, you know, if they're pushing up in twos and threes, you know, four or five of their line has to move up instead of one or two and and, and it'll work a lot better for them. There, there wasn't anything catastrophic for us to improve on um, as, as a group, but definitely all around, there was a lot to um, look at. Yeah, nice. Now, Ruben Cotter, looking at the team, Nate, and obviously you've got Fafita and Nene in the back row and you've got Flegler, Cotter, Fodder, Waker. Will Ruben Cotter spend a little bit of time in the back row like he did in, in game one? Mate, I, I, I'm going to say yes, purely because every time that, that bloke seems to get on the field, he's covering <laughs> injury and it's in a position he's not used to. <laughs> he's just a, like, he's a champion, mate. Like, honestly, this bloke's like a horse. He, he doesn't stop and... Um, you know, he's again. You talk about people being humble and, and wanting to work and improve. Yeah, he's a game one specialist at the moment. Last year he was incredible. Oh, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, this year, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. This year again, he, he's managed to surprise people and and let them know, you know, sort of how good he is, and, and he just flies along. But just great to have around the team too. You know, like he's that bloke. He's smiling, laughing, ready to to have the next hit. And and, and we probably need. Someone like that, again, now we haven't got um, Tommy Gilbert, you know, which was your real sort of energy, fierce, you know, first to be ready kind of guy. That's what, um, yeah, I, that that other guy, Cotter, he's yeah, not too far <laughs> off it. And I think he's going to step up again. Mate, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Paddy Carrigan. Just the amount of minutes he plays, his toughness. What's he like to coach, mate? He just seems like a really well-balanced young man. He's too smart, Rat. These guys are too... They're too intelligent now. I don't know. I get a bit cranky they're in the forwards. They shouldn't be in there. Um, mate, super, super kids, you know. They're, they're superstars in their game. Um, you know, I, I've always think of the Broncos as being, you know, sometimes they get amped up a bit, you know, more than the other, other Queensland teams because of, you know, the, the stature of the club and things like that. But the... They're so humble, these lads, and they're so switched on and they're so um, ready to go, you know. His hair's amazing too. Like, if, uh, <laughs> I haven't been close enough to smell him, but I'm sure that's going to smell good as well. Hey, Nate, any golf in camp when you get the sanctuary? I always put my hand up. I even pack a Titleist hat that fits me because not many do. But, mate, they, we've got some real golfers in the team and the boys love getting out together, so there's no spots left. Um, yeah, right. Right. Yeah, if there is anything left over, um, John is normally the first to jump in, and I'm not far behind. But yeah, there's there's some real good golfers in the group, mate, and they love getting out together. So there's not many spots left, but I try to. Good place to do it up there at Sanctuary Cove, mate. Now, 
Uh, we had a chat to an old mate of yours a little while, and I just wanted to ask you this question. Was there any special tech tackle techniques that you used to employ against the Blues particularly? Well, before, he gets his, before he gets his response, mm. let's let Nate have the retort. Okay. Oh, okay. okay Let, let's, yeah. let's wait for well, Birdie. Well, well, to... we, we, we chatted with your mate, your old mate Birdie. So let's have a look what Birdie had to say. And then Thank Did you and Gal, did you ever strategize leading in about is there one particular player you'd possibly try and go after? Like, Mildy was renowned for, like, cheap shots, and like, we saw it over and over and over and over and over again. And we he had his tactics. He tackled with his head. He'd come in with his hip. He drove. Like, he knew all the soft spots. He's pretty smart. And Miles actually told me all these details because we're good mates. And we sort of spoke about it in camp and said, no one's going to tolerate it. If anything happens like that, we're just no backward steps. It's yeah, cracking. Well, and obviously, um, I think Gal Chief showed Milesy and then Milesy actually stood up and pushed him and then Gal just went, boss, 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 boss. Mate, Milesy, they hit him five on the chin and Milesy didn't drop. Got Gal, a fair size Gal melon. Drops him. He has, he's got a fair chin on him too, so. Yeah. That's a fair effort. But Mate, it ruined rugby league. Yeah. It ruined right. rugby league. It did. <laughs> what do you think, Milesy? He reckons you were the one that ruined rugby league by, by starting that fight and stopping the, the one punch, the one punch, brought in the one punch rule. Well, rather your little shit comment about mine, Melvin. <laughs> well, there's a lot of brains in there, mate. A lot of brains in there. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's your fine, mate. You're, you're good. Exactly. You're, you're sweet. Rat, see, see Rat was born stones, in, brother. as you know, Rat was born in Carring Bar, mate. So, oh, you know, mate. I'm a Queenslander, yeah, mate. Walks both sides. Lived up here. Yeah. Nah, look, in all honesty, I, I think the game has simply elevated the ability to go softer. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've always said this, mate. What happens on the field stays on the field. Um, to, their, to their plan of focusing on my tackle technique, I think they needed to focus more on scoring points in that era. Um, but, you know, that's well, well, Nate, they want to focus on that. When, when you th- tackle. <laughs> well, you're right. Well, when you think about it, it worked, didn't it? Like, whatever, whatever it is that mate, you were doing out there, it worked. <laughs> And, and and like I've always said, mate, uh, Gal would have knocked me out if he wasn't such a good boxer, but he, he wanted to box, and he, put, he ended up putting a couple on me and not just one big one. Right. But at the same time, we, we all had a job to do when we were out there, and my job wasn't to score points, and you know, I'd do it all again. Yeah, <laughs> I thought beautiful. you would have given him the cans kiss. Hey, drag him into the gutter. And... Oh. <laughs> That's, we need seven of us to do that. <laughs> oh, Nate Miles, always oh, great to fun. catch up with you. Great character of the game. Part of the uh, the coaching staff of Billy Slater. And and this time next week, you're getting prepared only oh, 24 hours away excited. from hopefully for Queensland, if you're a Queensland fan, wrapping up the series. So thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Anytime, lads. Thank you. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Well, we've only got a couple of weeks left of the Winter Carnival in Queensland, and it goes quiet for a little while, but big one this weekend. Of course, the Ipswich Cup happening in Ipswich. I reckon this would be a great afternoon. I've never been. I reckon it would be an outstanding afternoon. I have managed to be at the Racecourse Hotel, which is next to the track, mm. post-Ipswich Cup Day, and everyone was it just rolled on. Lunatics everywhere? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Chris, speaking of lunatics, Chris Nelson. I was waiting uh, for that. <laughs> nice segue, Satsy. Uh, it's joining us now. Nelson, it is one of the big racing days on the Queensland Racing Carnival, the Ippy Cup. It is, it is, Jase. Uh, good evening to you. Good evening, Sats. It's uh, one of the biggest and one of the most uh, attended 
I think they get 20,000 plus out what? there for Ipswich Cup Day. Are you serious? Yeah, they do. Fact. Massive, that massive. That's outstanding. I yeah. love that. There's no spare. Everyone's packed there on top of each other, what? underneath what? each other, next what? to each other. What do you mean yeah, on top know. of each other? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's not a lot that's of room there on their yeah, shoulders. No, that's later on. I'm <laughs> cancelling Bali. I'm <laughs> right now, mate. So what can we expect at the Ipswich Cup this year? Well, we've got uh, the Ipswich Cup. That's our major. That's our feature, of course. We have the Eyeliner Stakes, which is the sprint race. And we have the Gay Waterhouse Classic. They are the three feature races, and they are races seven, eight, and nine, and they all look quite uh, open affair. So if you can jag one of the uh, winners of those, you'll probably be doing quite okay. So they're the main feature races we've got to look forward to. All listed level, and uh, I think we've, I've got a roughie in one of those, guys. I'll get to that in a sec, but I've got a roughie for right you. You'll enjoy this one. You'll nice. like something with a one in front of it. Nice, nice. Yep. Now, um, a lot of the, the horses that have been lining up for a lot of these, these big races across Queensland racing, especially in Brisbane over the last few weeks... Well, they'll yep. be backing up. So Stradbroke last week, for example, a number of Group 1s last no. weekend, but they won't be backing up for this. Oh, we've got uh, one of the horses in the eyeline, a Holyfield's going to back up, but there's not many. Most of those horses from last week have probably run their grand finals yep. and they've gone for a break until the spring. Or some will turn up at the Tiara meeting next uh, Saturday at Eagle Farm. That's the final Group 1 of the entire racing season. Uh, we'll get quite a few. There's some good races there. Of course, the Ian Healy Stakes is one of the features there on uh, Tiara Day. The Healy Stakes guys, which we like to name. The I, Ian Healy I love that Ian Center. Healy's got yes. a race named after him, and it's something to do with wearing a tiara. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I like it. <laughs> it's on the same day. Yes, very nice. Yeah. Uh, so that, that answers your question there. So not many of them will turn up at uh, at Ipswich, but we'll get quite a few next week, and then we'll see some of those horses that were impressive last week and mm-hmm. in the previous weeks turn up in the springtime. Down south. Looking forward to that. I'm filthy on Democracy Manifest. I've had money on it the last what? three weeks other than last week. And You win some, you lose more. You win some, you lose more. So uh, where else? Other than Ipswich, where else around the state are we racing, Nelson? We are racing on Saturday at uh, Bow Desert. No poly track meeting at the Gold Coast this week. It's Bow Desert. Uh, we race at Rockhampton up north and we race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. And we're back to the Sunshine Coast for a meeting on Sunday afternoon. Eight races there. So another busy weekend uh, until we get to Eagle Farm again next weekend. As you said, Jase, then we've got the Sunny Coast meeting, the Caloundra Cup after that. And then we go a little dormant for a while while the, uh, the Southern States take over. But we'll still be racing. We just don't have any majors. Yeah, that's that all right. That's all right. Uh, what do you like this weekend, mate? Uh, I like one in the eyeliner, race eight, number seven, Irish Songs. Now, you'll get double figures about this one, and you need to because he's drawn a, an inside gate, and he's a horse that does drift back a little. So he's going to need luck in the straight. There's no doubt about that. He'll need luck to get through. But if he does, he's got a big finish on him, and he can run a really good race. So race eight, number seven, each way, Irish Songs. In the cup, I think race seven, number three, Desert Icon will be hard to beat. And my best bet comes up, race three, number seven, Sunfall. I think just maps beautifully. Gets the run of the race. It's the best of the day. Race three, number seven. Jason, you're going to ask me about boom horses, aren't you? Mm. Well, there isn't any official boom horses, but I can tell you in race one, number three, Defiant Spirit, who won impressively on debut at the Sunny Coast, is a spirit of boom bred horse. So go with that one. Race one, number three. So your tips are race eight, number seven. Race seven, number three, was it, Nelso? Yes, that's, that's it. it. And race three, number seven. That's uh, that's your special yeah, that's of the it. day, right? Yep. Here. That's Beauty. my best bet. All right, mate. Enjoy the Ipswich Cup. Enjoy all the racing around Queensland this weekend. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Nelson, we bid you farewell. 
Have a great weekend, guys.